Welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Podcast, y'all. I am your host, Jojo. And I'm Tyra. Ooh. You was doing that in slow motion. I was. You know, Ooh. every once in a while, you got to hit them a little nice and slow. Mm-hmm. I'm really in my R&B wave right now. She is. You done set the mood <laughs> with the blue lights. You know, it's all nice and chill in here now. I'm about to play that Georgia Smith. Uh, no, that's really how I'm feeling. Well, it's October. Yes, yes. First, what it is. First Monday of October. And I love fall. So I'm here for it. However, it's been super rainy on the East Coast. Yeah. Like super rainy. It's like mad crazy how quick it hit the switch. Yeah. You know, like, okay, because I feel like we. You know, as soon as October come around, everybody's like, yeah, fall, pumpkin spice, yeah. All right, cool, cool, cool. Um, But, like, bitch, it was just summer. Yeah. Like, September is, like, it doesn't count for nothing. It's it, September is still summer. So, I just think it's funny how, like, we always think, like, okay, October comes around. Like, the fall is here, bitch. Yeah. Like, get cold, get chilly, sweater weather. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. It still ends up being hot. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, I feel like this year, it's literally... It hit the switch on us. It did. I mean, I'm here for it. But I used to really hate on, like, pumpkin spice. Like, the whole pumpkin. I'm like, ew. Like, it tastes bad. But I went to Starbucks the other day and I got it. Or you got it. No, did I get it? I got it. I'm about to say, girl. It was like, buy one, get one free. Right? So, I got it. Whatever. And it actually was good. Like, I was like, okay. I got the hype. I got a pumpkin ice latte with um, almond milk. Always got to be almond milk. I'm not really, you know, pumpkin crazy, but that apple crisp, Joan, that you had got was busted. Oh, you got it too? Girl, you the one who got it for me. Oh. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah you should give it a try. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. It's it, not that bad. It's it, good. Yeah. I like the, like the cider and stuff. And yeah. Like that apple crisp um, iced latte or whatever the hell it was was but yeah fall is here and i'm excited for a little sweater weather there's nothing i hate though more than like okay when it's cold it's cold we Mm -hmm. already know i'm not a fan of being cold but i guess it's better than sweating my ass off however i don't like when it's cold rain Mm -hmm. cold rain Mm -hmm. no right i don't want to be cold and wet (laughs) Like, take it back. But yeah, it's been raining a lot. Um, it is what it is. Let's do a little catch up from our week. Our well, weekends. word on the street is New York is drowning. It is. But anyways, we went to Atlanta for my birthday. And it was a lot of fun. Um, my birthday was on a Friday. I usually don't work, but I still worked. It was like a short day for me. And Jojo, like, planned this whole thing. She, like, decorated with a bunch of balloons and made me breakfast. And it was my one of my favorite breakfast dishes, dishes which is huevos rancheros. I love it. Like, it's funny because I went to a brunch today at 626 and they had it, but I didn't order it. No? I didn't because I just, I don't know, for some reason I was just like, let me go with the safe bet because I didn't have, good like, high hopes for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but next time I'll get it. Um, yeah, it was delicious. But what 
you didn't want to take the chance. I just didn't why did want... you think it was gonna be bad? It, they don't give me like they know how to cook. <sighs> it's a damn club. Like it, they they wasn't giving. I feel like those be the ones that surprise you. They end up having mm-hmm. good food. Yeah, it was decent. Like I had eggs Benedict, and that was good. Uh, but when we went to Atlanta, we went for my birthday. But it was also like um, we went with one of my other friends, and it was like a chill trip. Like we really went over there to just like eat and chill. Like, no craziness. I mean, the first day that we got there, we did have unlimited mimosas with our luggage and everything because we're reckless. Um, but the girl was really gassing us. She was like, well, y'all celebrating and it's y'all birthday and y'all here. So, like, why not? So, I was like, you know what? Like, don't peer pressure me because I'm going to do it. <laughs> Literally. We're like, fuck it. But the food out there was bussing. Like, really good. The food out there was everything nothing pisses me off more than like when i go to a restaurant for brunch and i i'm like okay i want the chicken and waffles and then i specifically ask them what kind of chicken is it because if it's chicken tenders i don't want it as soon as they hit me with the yeah it's like little chicken no then that's not chicken and waffles that's like a kid's meal (laughs) so i feel like after eating chicken and waffles in atlanta like i can't eat it anywhere else and today they had it too at brunch i said i'm not even gonna do it to myself because i'm gonna be disappointed highly disappointed um but it was a vibe we were like in this cute airbnb we went to like downtown to buckhead I don't know if that's downtown, but it's like a really cute area with like a bunch of stores, like high end stores and like places to eat. And we went to um, this girl's store. So if you guys watch Next in Fashion, um, it's a Netflix show or whatever about these people who are really good with fashion and like know how to make clothes from like scratch. And they have like competitions um, with all these like famous designers and all of that and we we started watching the show because we follow this girl who's lgbtq and she has a store in atlanta which was like pretty dope like very official very nice clothing and we actually did see them from afar but we didn't say hi yeah (laughs) i always think about that now where we're like always telling people like if you see us say hi Mm -hmm. you know and then i'll just be thinking about how i see so many people like we've actually seen a lot of people um when we travel for some reason like at the airport we 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 saw obama's daughter in the airport we did we saw obama's daughter at the airport we went to la and in the flight and i was like where's her on our same flight where's her security the guy who no security the the guy who it was in shameless the orange head one i forget his name we saw him coming back from columbia he was on our flight um when we came when we landed in atlanta Atlanta? Uh uh-huh and we were waiting for our Uber. We saw another actor. From Vida? Yeah. It's another show on Hulu. Yeah. It's really good. LGBTQ plus uh, actor. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know her pronouns. So I don't know. You know, I'm not going to pick it up. But... Jojo be catching all these people. Like, yes, I mean, me? I'm on. Listen, I the used only to get paid pers- to observe people. The only person things. I was like, I, I, I was going to the bathroom and I texted her like, I think I just saw Obama's daughter, but I could be making that up because I'm terrible. But then you were like, wait, I think I saw her too. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But honestly, there could be a famous person sitting next to me and I wouldn't would know, know who they are. That's big facts. I'm <laughs> sorry. big facts. I just, I don't know who you are. So yeah, it's crazy. But we did see them. Um, and they have like a, well, they have the her store, which is called Todd 
Patrick. Mm-hmm. And then um, her wife, like, makes candles. Um, but, yeah, it was a cute, like, it was a cute vibe. Yeah, they a whole vibe. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to, <laughs> I'm not going to play myself. I Every time we travel somewhere, Georgia wants to move there. She said, should we move to Atlanta? Atlanta is a vibe, though. Like, Columbia, I absolutely love Columbia. And I really would consider, like, if I was to leave the U.S., Uh I'm going to Columbia. Oh, for sure. Um, But, like, if I were to stay in the U.S., I I mean, okay, I'm not going to be like, let's move here. Fine, whatever. We didn't, you know, we didn't do that much research on, like, but in the, like, from the very first day we got there, it was just such a, like... Everyone I don't know. Is it was so welcoming. Nice. Very yeah, nice. People were, um, how you say it? Like, uh, what's the word? Just like that, like Southern hospitality yeah. where everyone's just like super nice and friendly. Like all the workers, like mm-hmm. the chef that's like cooking in the back will come he out. He me up. Like, he was like, I see you got the ups on. Like, you know, I had to come out here. You you know, you you fly whatever. I had to say what's up. And I was like, okay, while I'm on this chicken and waffles. Yeah, like everyone was just super nice, and we went to the Neo concert the day after that. We didn't go to Elena to see Neo, but he just so happened to be there. Yeah. So we we're like, why not? Let's go. Facts. And it was a vibe, and like no fighting or nothing. Like not that you would expect that, but I feel like sometimes people be like, watch out with Elena. Like wa- the same thing, like watch out in Philly. Like they just put this negativity towards like certain places and it's unsafe anywhere yeah. same thing with colombia people was like watch out in colombia nothing happened like i feel like you gotta go in there with like positive vibes and just like obviously put yourself in safe situations but yeah we love that don't overall. always think of the worst yeah but yes atlanta was love it was like going to your abuela's house and she was like here eat yeah i swear i gained like 20 pounds between colombia and atlanta but that's none of my business um, I ate everything on my plate. Yeah, I was like, damn, bitch. I guess she, I do got a girl that could eat. She be saying I don't eat. I eat everything. Mm, that's questionable. It's just sometimes it's I'm not on, that you don't sometimes eat. Sometimes I'm on my it's health that, kick. It's not that you don't eat. It'll be sometimes where it's like you won't finish. Oh, yeah, plate. of course. But I so finished I'm like, damn, everything. did you like it? Like, I'm over here stuffing my face, not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you guys want like a quick little getaway, I recommend going. Like, we didn't do any clubs or anything like that, but I'm sure those are like lit too. So yeah, maybe next time. Big facts. Anything else? Um, what's coming up? Halloween and Preciosa Night is having another party. It is the 21st of October. It's a Saturday, and they're gonna be doing it. And three dollar bill, which is the same place that they always do it in. I was gonna say this is this like their third event now. Yeah, I believe it's okay. their third event. Um, and so they're giving you multiple amount of chances to catch their event. Right. I honestly they, though, I, just trying to help you out. After this though, I don't know if they're coming back because like they're about to have a baby. So oh, that's facts. I don't know. Like it's either now or never. But. We might go. We're still like debating because we want to like stay in the city just because it is pretty far from us. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah, y'all know it's a work in progress. Mm-hmm. Anyway, is that it for your yeah. catch up, your update? No more secrets. Secrets. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, so for today's episode, I wanted to chat about emotional safety. 
Um, I don't know if you remember or recall, like it's embedded in my brain. Um, I remember you saying one time, like, you don't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Do you recall that? In like, in what sense did I say that? I don't like know. you don't not like you don't feel emotionally safe with you or just like in general. That's see, that's I couldn't tell you, but I want I took it as it was with me. Mm -hmm. You didn't feel emotionally safe with me. It came up because we had an argument, mm -hmm. and I don't recall to what it was. But I think in that time, a lot of, like, anything that, any disagreements that came up were based on, like, my behaviors. Mm -hmm. So, I don't, I I just remember you saying that, and I was like, <sighs> like, I don't know, because we also have different versions of what's going on. In the, in the moment, you know? So it's just like when you told me, oh, I think we need therapy. And I was like fucking flabbergasted, you know, because I took it in a negative way, um, not seeing the positive in it. But ultimately, I never actually thought about how, like, I mean, obviously you want to feel safe when dating someone and you want to feel like, you know, you're comfortable in your relationship. Um but I guess I never actually sat and thought about, oh, like, do they make me feel emotionally safe? So when you said that, obviously, like, I was butthurt about it. Because to me, it's like, oh, I've, I don't know what else I could do. I feel like I'm doing everything I possibly can to be the best partner. Um, and that was, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I don't know. It like made me start thinking and I was like, okay, well, like, I hope that isn't, that feeling isn't going to last forever. Obviously. I'm still trying to figure out like what you mean by like feeling emotionally safe, like in a, in a sense of like feeling like I can share my feelings with you and you reciprocate that well or something else. I don't know. You said it. <laughs> I feel like I would. I would like, love. Like, how do you to think you? So, what is emotional what example? Okay, I, <laughs> how do you say things and then you're like, mm. I feel I like know. I don't know. I just want to know. I wish I knew like some context and like why we, why that conversation got brought up. If I had to think, I don't know exactly the situation. A part of me wants to say it was when we were living in the apartment, and a part of me wants to say it was here after we came back from that Bobby tour, that concert. Mm -hmm. you don't I even don't, know I don't know I just remember <laughs> I remember seeing you sitting there and you telling me that. I know when we talked about that therapy thing it was it was here for after that yeah uh, concert but mm -hmm. it might have been that same night it might have been in that same breath mm -hmm. I don't know but I I honestly think I if it's if it's um if the situation is around that concert, to give people some context, so we went to this little poppy tour thing. If you listen to Horrible Decisions, we were on their podcast and we talked a little bit about it, kind of like in a joking matter. But um, I had some drinks in me or whatever, but I was just annoyed that night because I felt like you 
weren't like actively present and like that made me feel like unsafe because I'm like I'm drinking like I don't know like I feel like sometimes when you're drinking like you want to have somebody there who like is kind of sane or like I don't know like you got me like it's like mm-hmm. when you're going out with like only a few people you guys can't all be drunk like mm-hmm. super blacked out and not that I get blacked out like that y'all like I really don't it sounds like I do but I don't but I think that's what I was referring it to but how does how does the being emotionally safe like tie into today's podcast because that's what we're talking about okay so tell me for those of you who kind of like don't know or have the idea it's just as I said I feel like I said before um it's just like that sense of feeling comfortable. Like I can go to you. I can talk to you about anything because you're not going to be judgmental or you're not going to be defensive about it, you know. Um, so I actually got seven ways to create those uh, emotional safety. One is respecting boundaries and consent. In doing so, it can increase safety and security in a relationship by establishing personal limits. I think you know, mm-hmm. we know you've been there. You've done that. You're very big on your boundaries, your respect, your limits. That's one for you. <laughs> um, number two is pay attention to nonverbal communication. So that's like body language and like just kind of how someone is paying attention to you when you're speaking or like, you know, um, voicing your your problems and opinions and stuff. I mean, honestly, body language is a big thing and we don't notice it because we're not looking at ourselves, yeah. um, but it definitely like your demeanor could say a lot, completely different other attitude and story to other people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes we're guilty of that, like thinking like, oh, like, why are you giving me an attitude or yeah. like, why, why are you acting moody? Yeah. You know, that happens. I mean, it could be as simple as, like, crossing your arms. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people do that and they don't realize it, but it makes you, like, closed off if you're, like, crossing your arms. And yeah, like, it's, it's giving an intimidating... And so, I know sometimes it's, like, a habit, but it's, like, if you cross your arms and you're, like, talking, like, it looks like you 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 about to pop off. Like, mm-hmm. what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like... That's valid. Not crossing your arms during conversations like that. And another thing that I learned was, like, being at the same level... Like, if someone's, like, standing, I mean, if someone's sitting and you're standing, you should, like, sit. Because if you guys are having a conversation and you're, like, talking down on somebody, that's could be seen negatively. I can see that, but I would have never thought about that. Oh, for sure. You have to, even if someone's sitting on the floor, like, sit on the floor. <laughs> like, I've had, I used to work in this job where I would get called overnight and I would have to respond to certain things. And, like... Sometimes it would be, like, something tragic, like someone was having, like, like an emotional roller coaster, and, like, they were, like, really, like, in panic and, like, paranoid. Like, students who go to college, a lot of them just don't know how to deal with their emotions, especially if they were coddled their whole life, and then they live on campus, and they're on their own, and they go to parties, and do, they do all these things, so whatever. It was basically like a babysitter. And like they would teach us how to like um like how to handle conflict 
and like they're in crisis and they would tell us like if the students like sitting down you should sit down if they're sitting on the floor sit on the floor if they're standing up standing up like always be on the same level with the person because it's just like a conversation thing i guess if you like um also like with height too because i'm really tall Mm-hmm. So I feel like I would always just want to like let's sit and talk because this this level looks weird. Mm-hmm. It looks like I'm talking down to you, and that's really not what I'm doing. Yeah, make it makes you seem like you're more like inferior or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean that ties into number three, which is active listening. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like I active listen too much. Why? <laughs> Even when you, do, I, you will entertain a conversation, I tell you that. I really would. But it's like sometimes I even listen to the podcast and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not in my head like a fucking bird. Like I feel like I could be very, um, just like sometimes I do too much. Mm-hmm. But you don't got to say nothing. You don't even got to say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can yeah. just sit and listen. Because the people, I, I hate when people are like, and I have friends who do this and really just like, oh like they literally listen to respond and they cut you off and then they start talking about their own things and it's like hold on hold on hold on hold on what happened to the conversation here like we we keep we keep doing a detour because you keep interrupting me and we keep losing what the point of the conversation was and now we're like losing our train of thought because you keep interrupting me so i feel like people people don't realize that you'll lose me in a conversation if you're going all over the place i no longer want to be in it yeah that's it but yeah number three was active listening um it says it's a crucial component to a healthy relationship because people need to feel heard and understood and to feel secure and validated which i think we all want that especially from our partner um well as we already talked about you were saying you know just making sure you're on the same level not being defensive when your partner's telling you things that they you know, when I express to you, you know, um, and just being like present. I think that sometimes I struggle with this and I think we're all guilty of like being addicted to our phones. Boy. (laughs) And I, I, like, I recognize that like after, but it's like, you'll be having a conversation with me or someone will be having a conversation with me and I'm like on my phone. And then I'm like, yeah, yeah, like I'm listening, but it's like I'm scrolling, like doing something else or like working. And I feel like sometimes you just literally just put your phone down and listen to them because scrolling on your phone doesn't make me feel like you're listening or yeah. like you're just like nodding, but you're not really listening. You're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Like, I really do. I, and like you said, we're all guilty of it. But at the same time, I think, like, I'm picky choosy, you know, when it's like when I want to be or like I'm like you said, like you can be distracted or like um, how you say that? Just like busy into what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, like, I think I'm pretty I try to be present in conversation because if there's something I forget where it came from, but there's something embedded in my head that's always like especially when you go out to dinner. They're like, people don't even conversate at dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, and I look around anywhere you go out to, you can look around and you'll see people looking down on their phones. They're yeah. not even like interacting. They don't even know what to talk about. And I'm like, that's fucking sad. Mm-hmm. Nobody even has 
like conversations over there. And I was like, I know older people be looking at this generation like what the annoying. Fuck? Like, can y'all put that shit down? Annoying. So when we go out to dinner, I'll be like, mm. I'll be like, babe, talk to me. You gotta talk to me about something. I, I know we talk to each other all day, every day. Just tell yeah. me something. I don't know. Yeah. Bring the card games. Don't care. But like I refuse to like sit there and be like, and I'm I'm one to like go in my apps and then close it. Like I don't even know why I went in there because uh there's nothing I want to see. It's like I'm an addict. Really it's like a, a habit now. Yeah. To just Pretty open shitty. it for fun. But you know, I'm being a little bit more mindful of that now. Mm-hmm. Uh number four is practice transparency. It's important, it's an important part of building trust and emotional safety. Again, trust is a really big thing in a relationship. So it's like obviously if you hate a liar don't be a liar you know you want to have that vulnerable space with your partner you should you know be able to trust them and how you say that Mm. you know what i hate about liars it's just like it's too much to keep up with Cause like now you're lying and you got to keep up with your lie. And then sometimes you have to like continue lying because mm-hmm. you did your first lie. So it's like, why do it? You're doing the most. It's yeah. just too much. Then you look crazy. Like pathological liar. Like don't even do it. Okay. I think it's better to just be honest. Number five is give your partner the benefit of the doubt. Remove the judgment and become more curious into why that was your partner's behavior. Or what motivated them, not why, I'm sorry. Not why they did it, but like, or like problem itself, but what motivated them to do it. I'll be saying that. What? Stop creating stories in your head. Mm-hmm. We all do it. I think we're all pretty guilty of that. I be creating stories in my head all the time too. But I just be like, that's not for real. And if it is, I'll wait for her to tell me. I don't like the whole assuming thing. And I think that just comes from like me not wanting to be assumed upon. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know. Number six is foster accountability and follow through. Show your partner that you're dependable and that you value the relationship. Build trust by showing your partner your loyalty. Doesn't have to happen overnight. Small steps enables your partner to see that your consistent efforts show you're committed and number seven is consider couples therapy (laughs) (laughs) i think that's always going to be an option as she said before like you don't have to wait till the fucking relationship is crashing burning you know um i think it's a good way to learn more about yourself and more about your partner as well as how you like navigate your relationship and what's the next yeah way to move so i fuck with that um so now you good you got it is down pat yeah. all right i can ask my questions go ahead all right well i'm not there yet oh um gosh. so what are some of the benefits of emotional safety i keep wanting to say emotional stability i don't mm-hmm. but whatever um the benefits is are not is <laughs> tragic <laughs> Some of the benefits are you feel valued and valuable. You can truly be yourself without judgment. You can show weakness without being taken advantage of. You can feel seen, heard, and understood, and it creates a stronger connection. So back to my questions. Well, I guess not back because we never really got there, but Mm 
what makes you feel emotionally safe? What makes me feel emotionally yes. safe? I think um, people's reaction to what I communicate, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, I feel like how you react to, like, what I communicate will make me feel safe or not. Because I feel like if you're, like, overreacting or you're just, like, always upset every time I bring something up, it's like, can we just have a conversation? Like, it doesn't have to be, like, this screaming match or, like, it doesn't have to be an argument. Like, I'm literally bringing it up so we could talk about it. And, yeah, just, like, your reaction to it is what matters to me. That's valid. Mm-hmm. What about you? Mm, I think knowing that my partner is as comfortable with me as I am with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, not thinking, you know, I don't know. I'm a very outgoing person. And I think a lot of, I mean, a lot of things have built my personality over the years. But ultimately, I think I'm always fairly in tune with my inner child. And I try to keep that part around. So I think, like, just from how I grew up is, like, I'm a very goofy, playful person. And um, I can be obnoxious sometimes. But I don't know. I just want to feel like that's not too much. So. But even when, like, which I've said before as well, is, like, I've been the shy person in the corner, not outgoing. I was very introverted for like a long time unless I was with family or like had really close friends but never Mm -hmm. like on the regular or like in public it was always like behind like safe spaces um and now that I'm older I'm like I don't care I don't have to have like oh uh I don't have to have a filter um but it's just like not a win either way so I don't know I was watching this show um called couples therapy where i told you about it mm-hmm. there's obviously like a a therapist who talks to couples and like <clears throat> basically she was trying to get down to like each of their background and like how they grew up and why they are the, the way that they are and i feel like sometimes like we forget that like i feel like me and you had very different upbringings which is why we are the way that we are now. Mm-hmm. So for me, I grew up in a house where it was like a little chaotic and like just like always having to be a grown up at such a young age, having to do people's like I would do my parents' laundry with my sister. We would literally go to a laundromat with like these big ass carts and like we would have to make sure the house is clean before she got home and like we were doing like really grown up things at like age six. Like, my sister would take me to kindergarten, and she was only a few years older than me. I was, like, six, and she was, like, 13. So I feel like growing up, we were just taught to, like, really just be these little grown-ups who would, like, cook, clean, make sure the house was good. And, like, if things weren't good, my mom would literally flip, and it was just, like, she would physically hit us for, like, the dumbest things, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know that your parents were tough growing up, but I feel like, Wallen. not that I'm the oldest, but 
I have an older sister, and, like, when she left, I feel like I had to take a lot of responsibility. And, like, having parents that don't speak English, you're literally their translator at six years old. And then they get mad when you don't know how to translate something. And it's, like, all the time growing up, it was, like, translate this document for me. What are they saying on the phone? Like, it's, like, it would be a thing where we would have to explain to our parents these legal documents that we had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. Um, And I feel like... Because of that, we kind of grew up way too young. Mm -hmm. And I feel like for some people who can relate to my story, either they're like super like type A personality and like always on top of things, or they're the total opposite where they're like, I didn't get to have a childhood, so I'm going to live my childhood years as an adult and I'm going to like have fun and, you know, do what I want to do. And I feel like for me, I'm still like, this little person who was just trying to figure life out. Yeah. That's valid. Yeah. All right. Would you say that your version of safety is always the same or like it's subject to change? I think it depends on like if it's like physical safety or emotional safety. I, well, would, say, in, in the, I would say it's the same. Essentially, yeah, we'll keep with the emotional. Yeah. What about you? I think it's subject to change. Mm-hmm. Like I, for the most part, we like to stay the same, but I also think like not everything works when it stays the same. So it's like, how can we expect other people to change and shit if we don't? Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm if I feel safe, I feel safe. But I th- I only say that in the fact of like, oh, when you one of the things that like I was grateful for during like my dating process prior to dating you. um was just like getting to know different people and how they think i'm all about other people's perspective because it really brings to light like oh shit like i never thought about it like that um so i guess i'm always just open to receiving new information so that's why i think i like for me like i can have my set of safety thing like things that make me feel safe in a relationship but um i'm always open to being like oh that's actually a good idea Cause I think it opens us up to ourselves and how like we can just receive things better and like just put us in a more, um, I want to say positive light, but I, I want to also say like a more lighter space mm-hmm. where, you know, we're not taking everything so harshly from life, you know, like mm-hmm. we already do. Yeah. Um, I guess we kind of already talked about this, which was when or how have I made you feel unsafe mm-hmm. emotionally? Just like your reaction to things. Okay. Like I felt like it was just like your reactions were just like too much for me. Mm-hmm. In a sense of like, I don't even want to talk about it anymore because you're overreacting. But is that still now? <laughs> No, I think you definitely got better, for sure. I used to, I don't. <laughs> it's a family thing, I'm telling you. Because yeah. even, I, I mean, I still see it with your parents. Mm-hmm. And now now that you're around them even more, mm-hmm. you would, you like send me videos and stuff. And I'm like, that's normal for y'all. Mm-hmm. And like with my family, not saying that they weren't like that because they were very chaotic. But my mom has grown so much, so much. Like she... We basically grew up together because it's like she's not the person that she was when we were younger. Yeah. The person who we who she was when we were younger was like screaming and like raising your voice yeah. and like fucking hitting you. 
Different. So like now everything's like calm. But with you, it's like you grew up in that and it's still like that. Yeah. So it's normal for you to like raise your voice and I'm about and, to say like, because you either want to not be like your parents or mm-hmm. like your family or what you grew up in or you either want it to be like that. But yeah, I, I when we first got together and she would like tell me stuff, um, it was very like, I think it was just hard for me to process emotionally. Um, and I think that that's just, just the same way you dealt with things based off your experiences with other people. I think like me being um, so passionate in a situation of where I'm coming off aggressively, like tone wise um, in some of our conversations. Um, I think like that, that's where it comes from other than like naturally doing that because that's how I am with my family. Mm -hmm. But um, it's not like I can be loud with my family, but it's not always like how you say it. It's not always like it's not fighting in a sense, you know, we just talk loud to each other. We talk, you know, reckless to each other, but we don't take it personal because it's not like, oh, we're fighting. Um, But I can get how like in a situation where we're talking about something serious and that involves like, you know, it could be a lot. I can't have people screaming at me like I'll cry. I hate it. I wasn't screaming. No, but I'm saying like because I'm also one that I'm like. Not I, I I'm gonna stop saying like in this episode at some point. <laughs> the fuck? Um I've been in situations where I also have not raised my voice at people because I didn't want that. I see I still see my parents do that. They argue all the time. There's hardly ever <laughs> a simple conversation between them. That's because um, they work together. They're yeah, just over it. So I don't, you know, I try very hard not to be like that. But I think because I'm a person that buries my emotions so much and don't speak up a lot that when I do, it just comes out chaotically. That's not good. good. It's not, but it is what it is. So I believe that that is what like causes that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what triggers that. Like, it's like, fuck it. Like I opened my mouth, all the emotions came out. I don't know which way to throw them. I don't even know if I'm saying this shit that makes sense and yeah. if it's in the right order, but you know what's crazy though? Like I feel like okay, so we've been watching this reality TV show, Love is Blind. You either love it or you hate it. It's like one of those shows that you watch but you're talking shit the whole time. Mm-hmm. There's this girl on the show, her name is Lydia, and she's Puerto Rican. And it gets to a point, I don't know if you caught up, but like um she's having a conversation with this guy. But then it turns into a crazy argument and she's like screaming and like she gets up and she's like walking away. She's like, fuck you, blah, blah. And mind you, the guy's like sitting down chilling. But I feel like even in situations like that, the pe- the person who's sitting down chilling, for some reason, people see them and sometimes think that they're the bad guy. Like it's like you're giving like narcissist or you're giving like, I don't know how to describe it, but I feel like at times- you know, yeah, like, you look like you don't care or, you're like, you just look like you're nonchalant. And I never want to come off like that, but I know that sometimes that's how I look. Boy. <laughs> don't you. Do you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking to a wall sometimes. And I think that that enrages a person more. Like, really someone does. for someone who uh, is, like, you know, 
passionate or doesn't know how to you just emotions get you sometimes and it's like when you're talking to a person and you're able to see their reaction and they're not reacting that's 10 times worse than them reacting that's pissing them off Mm -hmm. even more that's why sometimes me and her speak back to back what do you mean like our backs to each other's back like we can't look at each other we do that no i'm saying we should though oh I'm like, don't be lying to the listeners. No, 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 no. (laughs) We've talked about it. And we're like, "Hmm, maybe that's a good idea. Because I'll be telling her, I'll be like, I can't look at you sometimes because, because it's a setup for, for failure. (laughs) You know, it's gonna, it's gonna get me and I'm gonna be butthurt. And I'm not, I'm not in this conversation to be butthurt. So, um, but there's times where like, we're talking and I kind of just like, I got wander eyes or I just don't look at her because I want to be able to like, get out what i'm saying and grasp without looking at her reaction or non-reaction for that matter because then that's when you create that storyline in your head like oh so she don't even give a fuck like she ain't even her eyes didn't even blink when i told her i feel like what so it could be a lot but i feel like it's my personality but like we could look like that but like in our head you don't know what we're thinking or feeling or like even like people be having anxiety attacks and you don't even know because mm-hmm. it's all happening in their head. Like they're talking to their themselves so much in their head and they, they just can't physically put their thoughts into words. And I feel like that happens to me a lot. Mm-hmm. All right. Last question. <laughs> do you think it's something that can be worked on in a relationship in the do event? You, like, do you, you think feel, what? Like if you, if, if you feel like there is no emotional safety, for you do you think that that something can be worked on in a relationship or it's like a hit or miss or like you know if we didn't have that from the jump then we're not gonna have it at all i think you have to be open to it for sure like it's everything's like a work in progress if you're not if you're not gonna work on it and you're just like bye whatever and like nonchalant then it's like of course it's not gonna work because it's gonna take two people you guys have to both put in the work obviously people be ready to check up the deuces because it's easier. don't let me it's so much easier. don't let me so much easier sometimes they just be like i'm out of here yeah all right well that's it for today's episode got a little lengthy whatever yeah i did yeah. So we gonna get into the family meeting. Mm-hmm. So the Brought first the shit is, out. okay. So the first question is a little all over the place. So from what I read off the top of you know reading to myself, well, this- basically this girl was t- dating a girl for two years. In the beginning, before when they were dating and getting to know each other, the person decided that oh I like the best friend. Time goes by. The girl cheats on the person, and now the person is like, mm, I still like your best friend. And the best friend is giving me vibes that she's starting to like me now. So, should I shoot my shot? <laughs> Oof. What would you do? I don't know. I have never met somebody and was like, oh, I like their friend better. <clears throat> that's I so have. tragic and then what did you do 
Um, I went for the girl. Well, I, I wasn't dating the person. I was in the club and I seen this, this girl and I was like, damn, she fine. And then she came in like the rest of her crew came and I was like, scratch that. I want that one. Mm-hmm. And I ended up talking to that one. And then I stopped talking to that one. But if you fucking with it, you fucking with it. Shorty already cheated on you. Um, if that's the case, though, obviously, I would assume that you decided to break up with her since she cheated. Um, I guess if you're trying to be petty, go for the best friend. I mean, it is what it is. You're not together. If you feel like you don't owe the cheater anything, then shoot your shot. Go for the bestie. I don't know. Now that's the bestie's responsibility to be the best friend. Yeah. Hmm. In the world of lesbians. Um, Question number two. My partner and I have been in a relationship for almost two years. Even from the beginning, sex was never a huge part of our relationship. It's never been important, at least to her. We go months without any sort of physical intimacy, including hugs and kisses. We now live together, and she uses the excuse that it's hard for her to be physical because we argue which that is part of any relationship, especially with two headstrong women. In her past relationships, she's always been very sexually active, so I know it must be that she's lost attraction to me at this point. Do I stay and try to work on improving that area of our relationship, or is it time to just walk away? Interesting. Months without having sex or hugs and kisses included? I think that's crazy. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. I think that, I mean, physical attraction is like a really big part of, obviously, a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I would really have a conversation with her. Like, are you just, like, not attracted to me anymore? Like, what's the drama? Because, like, not even a hug or a kiss. Like, the fuck? And if it's, you know, I sex is important to people. I think, um, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a sit down conversation to be like, is it something that I'm not doing right when it comes to the sexual intimacy? Um, you know, because sometimes people have a hard time really speaking up mm-hmm. and they'll make excuses to not have it. But at that point it's like, then what are we doing? Why are we together? Yeah, I was listening, we were listening to this episode of Travis and Stephanie, We Still Like Each Other, they finally started recording again, but they were saying how, like, people be scheduling sex, which is crazy. It sounds nutty, but I think it makes sense. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I think you should expect it during certain things, like, if you plan a date night. Mm Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's expected. That's a high thing, though. A high expectation. I'd rather you tell me, like, we're going on a date, but we're not fucking tonight. (laughs) Just so I don't have the high expectation of that later. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, the person who who submitted the question, like, maybe they can plan something. Like, maybe they just need to, like, set the mood. Yeah. It could be a million and one things Mm -hmm. to why this person doesn't want to have sex. And it's just getting down to the bottom of it. And she has to be willing and open to want to figure it out with you and not have you all, you know, head up in the fucking clouds trying to make up all these stories in your head to why she doesn't want to have this sexual intimacy with you. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, comment, subscribe.
Det var stort som at være goose.